0: You are listening to the Curious Human Podcast, powered by the Prairie Collective. This is a space for you to deepen your wellness practices, connect with humans that inspire your evolution, and learn about topics that are going to help you navigate the challenges of the human experience. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Curious Human Podcast, Understanding Yourself More deeply. Chatting Astrology and Human Design with Vanessa Henry. Vanessa Henry is a published author, university instructor, and digital entrepreneur, and she is helping to shift the narrative around modern wellness and listening to your body. I have the extreme pleasure of chatting with Vanessa today about all things human design, astrology, including ways to understand yourself more deeply in the real world, and also uh, how to understand yourself more deeply so that you can be a more authentic communicator in the online space. Vanessa is a mother, cancer survivor, and Libra ego manifester, and I can't wait to share this interview with you. Before we dive in, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. So this episode is brought to you by Prairie Snowflake. It's a curated winter wellness retreat designed to help you hear the whispers and wisdom of your heart as you settle in and take care within our darkest season. It's all happening February 1st and 2nd in Winnipeg, Manitoba, at the iconic Fort Garry Hotel. And you can save 10% off your ticket with code CuriousHumanPodcast. Learn more about this winter wellness escape at theprairiecollective.com. Hi, and welcome. So, I'm so excited to be here and have the opportunity to connect with astrology and human design expert Vanessa Henry. So, welcome to the show, Vanessa. Uh, Hello. I'm so, hi. Uh, I'm so excited <laughs> to get to pick this mythical mind of yours. I'm pumped. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, What's up today? Is there anything up in the stars happening cosmically that we should know about right off the hop?
1: There is so much going on. Um, but you know what? even rather than saying what's going on today, just because of you know the lifetime of this episode and when people may listen to it, I want to just talk about 2020 even because Amazing. we've recently shifted into 2020 and there has been some whopper celestial shifting in the sky one of the biggest ones that you'll hear people talking about this year was this saturn and pluto conjunction in capricorn and what this actually means is pluto represents our relationship to power and how we transform through power and with power and saturn represents the great lessons that we're learning in life and how we evolve and become more mature and so when these two uh, celestial bodies are in the sign of Capricorn. Capricorn is an earth sign. It's the final earth sign. It's a sign of mastery and, you know, sometimes it's a little bit stiff. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's an earth sign and earth signs can be this fresh fertile soil or these rigid mountains. So it totally depends on what end of the spectrum you're on and when saturn and pluto are in capricorn and they come together like this we're all experiencing some mega, experiencing excuse me some mega lessons in power and what has power over us what is shifting with power and one of the very first things to happen when when this conjunction took place was um harry and meghan left the royal family and everyone was just like, here we go, power's already shifting. So we're gonna be able to expect to feel this shifting throughout the whole year. Because this is really a, a beginning year that dictates the way we're going to navigate through the next few decades, to be honest, because these 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 transits in the in the sky with our celestial bodies take time. They happen over, you know, decades oftentimes. And so we're entering a bunch of new cycles. This one's particularly a 30 year cycle and we're just entering it. So we're going to see a lot of shifting and potentially destruction of the old ways we used to do things because we need to break them down in order to blossom these new ways and new ideas of doing things. So we're in a really important year where all of us are kind of peeling back who we think we were and who we want to become, and our morals are shifting, and we're we're coming up against lessons and of growth, but they're uncomfortable. And for me, what's what's keeping me through this right now is if if I'm feeling uncomfort and intense discomfort, I know, wow, I must be moving through and transforming through something really big for my big picture. So that keeps me hopeful and positive. It doesn't take away the fact that I'm perhaps feeling very uncomfortable and bad through with whatever's going on, but it keeps my spirit spirits positive and and mm-hmm. motivated correctly.
0: Well, and I think that I well, I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm feeling those shifts. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really nuts. Big, um and and also witnessing them, right? Yeah. With yeah. um things happening and and you also feel, you know, in nature we're we we're at the cusp. We have to be of, yeah. of mm-hmm. a new way of being so it's exciting to know that we're at the start of that and how I mean what an amazing place to be alive or time to be alive, right? So, um, yeah, and you have this way of bringing these ancient and sacred, um, with this ancient, sorry, this ancient and sacred wisdom, uh, through astrology into this modern day narrative. And, I'm really curious to know, what is your process in terms of how you consume knowledge and then create your own um, modern take on it? Well,
1: thank you for saying that. That makes me feel so nice. Um, I guess, you know, by trade, I'm a writer. And recently, I've sort of lost that part of my identity. You know, I I, um, am realizing I have to go pick it back up. I do identify as a storyteller. And so part of my formal background is in storytelling. That's where I've been educated and trained in and have been working in for over a decade. And so I've been able to sort of flex my muscles. But I've realized my brain itself is pretty analytical. And so I do love devouring knowledge and study. But then what I like about astrology because for me my expertise is really moving into human design and astrology is a a huge component of human design and human design is more logical and analytical and it evaluates the body that you're in and helps you navigate your storyline but astrology is not the science. Astrology is the poetic and philosophical um, viewpoint from our individual storylines and as soon as I kind of tapped into that I was able to use both parts of my I suppose my brain, I'm a Libra, so everything is about, you know, logical and creativity. Uh, I was able to use my logical brain to understand these pretty scientific concepts and then find the metaphors and the similes and the poetry and philosophy in them to create the storyline that resonates with the other who's listening to it. And for me, the whole point of, of communication is not necessarily speaking something a specific way but ensuring that I'm able to resonate with the person listening to me because if the person on the other side doesn't know or understand what I've tried to say it's not their fault for not understanding me it's up to me to try and communicate in a different way in a way that resonates with them and that's where I kind of tip back into my toolkit to find the storyline you know that will resonate with the person on the other side so astrology is this beautiful mixture of art and science really
0: and for my little
1: Libra brain, that's very satisfying.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate, uh, your view on, on astrology. Um, and yeah, it is that art and science, that beautiful poetry of passed down stories, right. From, Absolutely. from, uh, but, and then human design as this new, again, just like everything else is shifting. We know more now. Totally. Totally. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I'm curious. Um, so you have your academy online yes. and where you explore and walk your students through um, human design and astrology. So I'm curious again on how the concepts like money, nutrition, environment, health, um, how have you been inspired by this knowledge? Um, in your own work? My
1: (laughs) My life is totally transformed. Um, I Think it's important to realize that you know people doing this type of work or putting their energy into Studying concepts that are you know historically have been Shooed away, you know, we kind of we kind of write them off a little bit and yet they stick around you know astrology Mm -hmm. has been around a long time and for me that's very curious like why does this keep sticking around and when i started to really integrate astrology and human design into my life a little bit more intensely astrology has been around for most of my life to be to be honest but human design is is newer because it's a newer modality and when i started experimenting with these things in my own life i realized how far off path i had got but i also realized how integral to my storyline that some of my life events actually were and I could see them in my natal chart and if anybody's just beginning uh, exposing themselves to astrology they're really going to look at their sun sign and then perhaps their moon sign and rising sign but those are just a few pieces of the natal chart you know you're not just one sign you're a plethora of signs and some of the most profound and impactful signs to learn about is your chiron sign which represents the wound you're carrying in this life and even when you grow and evolve this wound grows and evolves with you and the north node sign is one of my favorites that's our life direction you know when we're born we land in this starting point and then we immediately get up and start walking and what direction are we walking in we're walking north and our north node always falls in a sign. It'll be Aries, Taurus, Cancer, etc. And that lets us know the direction we're walking in life. It's kind of like our path. We always have free will. We can navigate our path however we would like, but it just lets us know which way the compass is pointing. And when we reveal that information to ourselves, it's almost like we have all these aha moments again, where we're clicking back into place. this, this something inside of us is, is seen and recognized, and it feels very pure you know a lot of us are living our life head down in this very busy digital age and we're disconnected you know we're the most disconnected we've been and yet we're the most connected we've been and so i'm really of the mind that our technology is here to elevate our consciousness and support us but we're just working through the kinks right now and the you know addictions that we naturally fall into and all this so when i was just looking at all this information And learning about my own energetics and my own philosophical storyline through astrology, I was totally empowered. And it was like the path became clearer, and I just started making small adjustments here and there to get me back on this path of my North Node while accepting and embracing what my Chiron wound is, which was very profound for me, Rochelle. You know, it was very hard, and this work is actually can be ugly sometimes because it makes us look at the places we don't always want to look but when we do when we look at those ugly places and choose to embrace them rather than resist them we absolutely transform and we become these next versions of ourselves that's literally evolving
0: and and raising our consciousness and elevating our awareness amazing i love all of that um i know my teacher amanda co within our yoga practice has really um opened up the world of diving into the dark into yes, the sticky I love that. into the ugly into the and it's it has been uh profoundly changing like blurting out my deepest darkest secret out yes. casually over breakfast with an old friend like just like oh here it is there are these pieces of me and being okay with that and even um and that's inspired um a lot of the workshops that are coming up at snowflake have been Beautiful. these um dark side of the moon coming finding your dark spaces um yeah and i love that so i think that that's part of the shift that we feel is you know what i have so much to say about that though because
1: we're all so connected So when you're doing that work, it is reverberating throughout the collective consciousness and more of us are becoming braver to look into the dark. And this is because Chiron, the sign I mentioned, has recently just shifted into Aries and Aries is the me sign. Who am I? How do I identify? And with Chiron shifting into this sign after it hasn't been, it's been in Pisces for a really long time, we're all focusing on our wounds, We're all looking at me, my wound, what hurts? Who am I? And so why are we not historically looking at the parts of ourselves that are perhaps shadowy? They're still there. We just need to be brave enough to look at them to fully embody the teaching that they hold for us. And for me, my vulnerability I'm learning is a huge piece of my storyline. And when I own my vulnerability, it suddenly has no more power over me. In fact, it empowers me. It it powers me up from within. When I look at that vulnerability in the face and I embrace it and accept it and offer it love, if I look at some of my wounds as if I were a small child, it's very easy to wrap my arms around that small child and offer her love. And she was just doing the best she could. And when I do that, when I operate that way, I am transformed. I am empowered from within. And no one can use my wounds against me. You know, I'm not afraid someone's going to find out, you know, I'm going to share it over breakfast, you know, just like you did. And it, it lightens my load. And that's what we're moving into right now. We're here to lighten our loads.
0: Yeah, yeah I love that. And have, I- Totally been feeling that, and even collectively, I feel like that's also our work as a collective is revealing these wounds. And you spoke at uh, Prairie Bloom last year, and one of the things that you had said that, of course, that resonated with me or a a metaphor that I could really connect with because I'm a mom to a toddler uh, was it's like a diaper rash, and the only thing that's going to clear a diaper rash is, um. Giving it air, giving it space to air out, right? Like this is like yes. a dark, sticky, icky thing that's developed into a wound, a rash, mm-hmm. and now we have to heal it and let it breathe, right? Are and we that-
1: going to just put more medicine on it when we're not even sure what the rash is? Let's just throw more medicine. That's going to exacerbate this, and it really just needs air. And for me, that's Rochelle. That's a metaphor for for white privilege. You mm-hmm. know, we the the what's being unearthed with racism and the white Pain that white people have to now look at and and embrace and understand so we can move to the next level. This is about giving others without our privilege air, making space for them. That's what that metaphor really means because so many white people are like, well, what is making space? It's not inserting your narrative into the narrative of another storyline. It's a matter of stepping back and witnessing that storyline to understand it and to be changed by it, really. So, thanks for bringing up the diaper rash. I guess that metaphor could go on on a lot of, you know, storylines. But I, I I really feel that one strongly for the work we're doing with white privilege.
0: Totally, um, and uh, I love, yeah, everything about this. Giving it space and also being, a, and how stories connect us on such a deep level. And for me, starting to awaken and to allow space in my mind and heart to accept this ugliness that is white privilege has been to read stories and learn the stories of the other, right? Yes. And actually yes. start to go, and as soon as you hear someone's story, Right, we are deeply connected and transformed by story. So as soon as you start to and you're like, what? What yeah. happened? Like, yeah, like it's uh, and your your empathy, you know, and, yes. and so I think um yeah, it's a really beautiful practice to yeah, Absolutely. stories and area like I love um All of
1: it. All of it. Um, We we're so focused on you know because we're we're all collectively dealing with so much anxiety and pressure, mental pressure all the time. We're always looking forward. You know, we're always looking what's coming next, where am I going, what are my goals? I don't identify with goals at all. Um, I really like to think I'm living quite day to day lately, um, and life is quite fun. But it's. We, we don't know what is happening in the future. So there's no wisdom there for us. Where is the wisdom? It's in looking back. It's in looking back at what's happened and what our stories of our, of our ancestors were, what our own stories are in our storyline when we were younger and perhaps less wise with a little bit less life experience. And in astrology, everybody wants to look forward. You know, what's coming up? What's coming up? and I always encourage people, why don't you look back? Why don't you look at your own natal chart? Why don't you look at the picture of the sky the moment you took your first breath? Why don't you see where Jupiter was so you can know what your super skill is and your natural talent? Why don't you look at where Mercury is so you know the way you think? Why don't you look at where Venus was so you know your relationship to money and how you are in relation to other people? Isn't this interesting to you? Because this will tell you who you are navigating into this future. So my whole approach isn't so much about projecting forward and I know in my work even online with Instagram I will often say this is what the planets are doing. But I'm really excited and juiced up when I look back at a chart, the picture of the sky the moment the person was born. Because the moment you're born and you leave your mother's womb, and the sheer oppositional force of leaving your mother's womb meeting the oppositional force of all the celestial bodies in the sky, these two forces coming together crystallizes your personality. And it acts as a map that you can look to. To navigate your storyline. And isn't that the real tool here? Isn't that what we actually want to be studying to know where to go? Because if we don't, if we know what's coming up, but we have no idea who we are, we have no idea how what's coming up is going to actually affect us.
0: Right. So looking in rather than out or um, yeah. Looking
1: back rather than looking forward, you know, looking back and acknowledging the wisdom and then trusting where you, where you walk, you know, rather than trying to predict and plan where you're going to walk five years out, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen in the world even tomorrow. And so why not be as calibrated as we can today by
0: understanding who we are? Absolutely. I love that. Um, I'd love to know, let's talk about Instagram for a minute actually. Love so I know that, you know, our worlds have melded uh, over, you know, it feels like life, a couple lifetimes now. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and you are a digital marketer and you are also have been an instructor of marketing and helped other people connect with their vision and voice and, you know, how to create great visual. And so I want to know if anyone's listening, who's passionate about any topic that's on their heart and they want to start sharing that content in a way that is engaging and really authentically connects with people. What are some tips that you would give them?
1: Even though this is a very practical question, there is a spiritual undertone to it. And I would encourage anybody to look up their human design because this is about understanding what what your body can do. How does your body operate? what style is your aura? Does your aura push energy? Does it pull energy? Does it absorb energy? And human design will tell you this. And the reason this is important is because that is reverberated and echoed into the digital space. The digital space is a whole new reality that we humans created. Like, we're literally that powerful. We're living in the physical reality and we just created a new reality. Mm -hmm. I exist in the digital realm. So understanding my energy that I'm putting into the digital realm is very important for me. So understanding your human design will help understand the way your aura naturally reverberates. And then you can work with it. Because what works for me is not going to work for you, Rochelle. You and I have totally different calibrations. So if I were to give you advice based on my experience, it's not going to land with you. So some of the things that I've learned that will land is understanding who you are and understanding really where you're gaining life wisdom. And that's where my money course comes in with human design. It's how are you designed to make money? You're designed to make money through the areas you're learning. So which energy centers in your human design are open? So without getting too deep into that, as soon as you learn that, you know the the tone you're supposed to have, really. And so for me, I'm emotionally... Undefined. That means my emotional solar plexus, which is based off the chakras, which may sound confusing to some people. It's one of my energy centers. Mine is open. And so that means I'm learning emotions in this life. So I may have peaks and valleys of, of emotional um, events happen in my life. And I'm here to find the middle ground to learn who I am and how I feel about it. And so it's natural for me to exchange that life wisdom In in my business. So, a lot of what I do online in, in digital marketing is telling my story through a very vulnerable emotional lens. I often talk about things that are upsetting and uncomfortable, such as being a cancer survivor when I was a child and some of the awful things that I've witnessed. And people get upset sometimes by this. But I actually think that is exactly what should happen. This is an upsetting thing you should be upset I was upset it's upsetting it's okay to be upset let's give each other permission to be upset by these words and my audience is really starting to understand that And I'm very lucky to have that they're very we're very connected in this way and they make space for me to share these types of stories and that becomes my story online so for example if you look at Instagram and you're looking at all the photos you have on Instagram these are really pictures that Fit into one big story so rather than focusing so much on the individual picture if we can zoom out and see what is the bigger story here it helps us create this narrative in our digital in our digital space and we don't have to actually be the exact same person we are in the physical world because this is a representation of us it's a it's a mirrored image it's a hologram of us and so how do you want to show up in this digital space so when people you know say things like ah she's so fake online I like to just brush that aside right away because she's showing a side of herself and she's allowed to protect another side of herself in her physical world. This is how this person is showing up on Instagram and you can choose to show up with them or not. And we have to be a little bit more gentle with each other on that. So when it comes to what you're showing, it has to be really aligned with your story and your message and your why. And I can see when someone's not quite embodied and they're trying, they're trying, they're trying to follow all the rules, doing all the things, but the energy behind their content is just not aligned yet. And that's okay. They've just got to do the personal work to figure it out. And then boom, 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 you start to grow really quickly because you're aligned and people resonate with that alignment. So I know that's kind of, I know that's kind of a lot, you know, to take in for something like a digital marketplace, but really it is. It's about getting, getting really clear on your story.
0: And no, and I can't remember where where I heard you say this one, but um, about existing on the other realm. And and that's absolutely accurate. And you're right. It is a reflection uh, that we get to create with intention. But so that reflection, of course, is going to be a reflection of how much you know yourself and understand your real self, right? And Um, what a beautiful opportunity. What a beautiful
1: mm -hmm. opportunity. You know, this is a reflection of how much I know myself. Well, gosh, I guess I better get to know myself. Totally.
0: And when we talk about the sort of darker spaces, it makes me think about your deconditioning program. And I'd love to just understand a little bit better what you mean by deconditioning and then what some of the benefits or practices involved are. Thank you for asking me this
1: because um, I've never been asked it before. And it's a very important question. We know what is deconditioning? It's this peeling back. The best way that I can explain this is that so many of us are going through life adding stuff onto our bodies. You know, I need this skill. And so let's let's envision that I'm throwing a clump of mud on me. You know, uh, there's that skill right on my shoulder and I'm going to go forward. And uh, Here's another skill. I'm adding things I'm all these clumps of mud on me and I'm trying to create this mold of who I am. And this is backwards to me. I think as we're moving through life, we're just this big block of stone, you know, and we're chipping away to reveal the Michelangelo inside. It's about removing the excess, not adding more as we go. It's about coming home to what is actually inside here rather than trying to create something on the outside. And so deconditioning for me is the chipping away of that excess stone, the stuff that has been accidentally attached to us as we go through our life. We're so conditioned by society you know we think we have to go to school a certain way get married by a certain age have one and a half two kids you know what i mean we have this this unconscious rule book laid out for us and we all just adopt it we have to sleep in the same bed as our partner you know we have to try and have rsps and a nine-to-five job there's all these rules this is conditioning, and condition that's, you know, the, the kind of societal conditioning, but there's also conditioning from our parents, you know, our parents have certain expectations because of how they were parented, and they want us to become who they were not, and they perhaps instill morals and values within us that aren't true to us, but become a part of us, a new piece of mud clumped on our shoulder, and it doesn't belong to us, and parenting is really shifting right now because we're co- collectively waking up to this, and Instead of parenting, you know, the way we were parented, we're learning maybe we should get to know the child and parent the child accordingly so we don't unintentionally condition this child. So deconditioning is doing this very challenging work of looking back at all the life events to learn where you picked up things that don't belong to you. And this is really interwoven with my work in human design. And at first it requires us to understand how we've been conditioned. So I'll give you a very personal example. I really struggle with control I like things to look perfect historically you know I I have a background in design and journalism and I want it to be perfect and it was very difficult for me to surrender and let go and I noticed this was rippling out into multiple areas of my life. I was controlling our finances, and I'm in charge of our books, and I want my son to do this, and I want my partner to do that, and I want the house to be here. And I was controlling absolutely everything because I thought it provided me with some type of security. So first, my awareness has to reach a place where I can disconnect enough from myself to realize perhaps I have an issue with control. And then I have to go and locate, well, where did that start? And so, just as an example, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was 16, and I felt very out of control. I felt like, how could this happen to me? I I felt out of control, and the most natural way for me to want to feel is in control. But that actually wasn't my starting point, and only recently I was going back in time and remembered a seizure that one of my cousins had when I was small. And it was, very, it was very ugly to me and scary and upsetting because her body was thrashing around and I didn't know what was happening and I was frozen in my chair. And it was just us kids around and my sister had the mind to guide her gently to the floor and roll her onto her side. And in that moment, I started hyperventilating because my cousin was out of control. And then a couple years after that, my father was sick. He, had, he was battling cancer. And one morning we woke up and he had a seizure on the bed. And he was thrashing and bouncing out of control. And my mom was screaming and calling 911. And I was frozen in fear watching. And now, when I look back at this, that little child was being imprinted by these events. And she was witnessing things that were out of control and that felt terrifying to her. And the energy around her was terrified. So then, by the time I too was diagnosed with cancer, I was so out of control that I was traumatized and terrified of everything so the most natural thing for me to do is try to regain control so i can only offer myself compassion and not feel bad that i perhaps was controlling for a large period of my life or wanting to be empowered really in control powers it's it's a synonym to me and only when i realize and accepted perhaps i'm controlling can I go back and find the root of where this storyline, this issue, this conditioning first began? And only once I do that can I intimately embrace it and accept it and consciously choose to act the other way. So deconditioning, you know, we really we really have to look at these uncomfortable parts of ourselves and they're always going to be there. The difference is we now have an elevated consciousness, a new type of awareness where we can observe our thoughts and we can consciously choose to not operate from them. And it's it's very empowering because you're developing something called your passenger consciousness. Because the voice you hear in your head is not you. You're the one listening to it. And as soon as we tap into that and connect with that, our life can sincerely transform and we can enter into a deconditioning process. And even though, like I said in the beginning of this you know, conversation... For 2020, you know, it's, it's very uncomfortable moving through these challenging things, but wow, I must be really transcending something big. And that keeps me hopeful because with deconditioning, it's uncomfortable. And when we're moving through these periods of discomfort, that's the actual action of us transcending. That discomfort is us transcending and moving to a new plane, a new elevation. We could say an elevated consciousness and a new type of awareness. That's sincerely what evolution is. Mm-hmm. And so for, for me, it's very, very inspiring, but it is very uncomfortable. But when we look at it through that lens, it can keep us really hopeful.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. That, and that offers a, a really good outline of sort of the work. And yeah, it's not... Yes, all,
1: the work.
0: Like not we're not, Rochelle, them.
1: we are not here. I'm not here to teach astrology and human design from my cell phone. You're not here to put on events for people to gather. That's just a small detail of how you're expressing your bigger story. You know, you're learning a bigger story. You're learning about, you know, perhaps well I'd have to actually look at your north nodes. What's your
0: north yeah. node? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah. No problem. Not at all big... hard. And I know I've listened to the audios but I can't remember at this moment. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it's it's but... what
1: I'm trying to say though is it's not about those details. There's a, right. there's a deeper chord in there, and when you pluck that chord and it resonates and you hear the tone of it, you hear the harmony in it, you, you, it, cal- it recalibrates you. It gets you back on path. It attunes you. You're tuned up just like a guitar, and suddenly all the details that don't make sense finally start to fall away, and we start to transform, and perhaps our businesses transform. But our life's work is not necessarily the physical work or our, co- our career work. That's just a little piece of it interwoven so we can learn a new angle for our big picture.
0: Mm, love that. Um, and one final question. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, whatever you find yourself curious about and sharing and projecting out into the world um, seems to inspire. I know it inspires me for sure. And I'm just wondering what topic or topics are currently piquing your curiosity?
1: Oof, what topics are currently piquing my curiosity? um on a personal level i my son is four years old and i am starting to recognize some places i've unintentionally conditioned him Mm -hmm. and it's, it's very oh my gosh i'm doing the bad thing and instead of scolding myself because i'm doing my best and trying to survive and parenting is the one of the hardest things i've ever done um i come in with a gentle hand and i make a small adjustment doesn't need to be a big adjustment and i love the approach around peaceful parenting and getting to know our kids and perhaps parenting in a new way. and it's very challenging because it's 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 new. <laughs> we don't know how to do it yet. it's new. So for me, peaceful parenting and, and studying that is, definitely on my radar. I'm going to spew all the things I'm doing right now, because yes, I'm in this time of transition. I Historically, I'm a fiction writer, and I've recently reconnected to one of the short stories I've written in 2013, and so I want to put my energy into that to turn it into a larger novel, because it now fits in with my work, and I write fantasy sci-fi, so for me it's very fun to get back in touch with writing and creating stories for the sake of creating stories so someone could get lost in it and and um learn the, the central metaphor throughout that story. And then of course, um infusing all my work with more sensorial experiences. So even though I feel comfortable moving into like the this the voice I use now, why am I not using music and digital video and Um, images to create a whole experience that we can move into you know we've created this incredible digital reality and I really really want to tap into it and use it with with its full potential so I've kind of got my personal emotional work which is learning about motherhood and parenting and my child and my you know perhaps skill work is how to take my creative expression to the next level
0: Love it. That's amazing. And I'm so excited to follow along. Um, Yeah. And any final words for our curious humans out there listening? Any final words for the curious humans out there listening? Um, I think
1: just, I would just want to thank you for having me on this because it's been a blast and thank you for letting me talk so candidly about human design, because I know it's new and we were really trying to focus on astrology. But if Mm -hmm. anybody's listening to this and you know, You're going through something and something feels uncomfortable right now. I hope the takeaway is when you feel that discomfort, you now have the awareness to go, wow, I'm moving through something big. Something This is going to be really great on the other side. So I'm not going to rush through this discomfort now. I'm going to let myself feel heavy and awful because that's what my body is showing me. But I trust that looking forward, um, I'm going to be transformed by this experience. And so it doesn't ever tip you into a despondent nature. That's my true hope for this takeaway.
0: Amazing. Um, and where can people find more of you and tap in and connect with you on in the digital realm?
1: Yes, I have a website called vanessahenry.com, and that's where I talk about all these things. I have a, a school on there that teaches um, how to integrate this information into your life. And I'm on Instagram, which is at vanessahenry. And I use Instagram sort of like um, a digital classroom, and I'm currently transforming the way that I interact with it. So it's really fun for me right now. And I just also want to say, because we don't say this one very often, I'm on Pinterest at Vanessa underscore Henry. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's a visual platform. And sometimes it's just a nice relief to go in and see the way other people see the world to inspire ourselves. Um, and for me, when I need to relax, I go on Pinterest. So those are the places that you can find me. And, um, I am very active on social media. And if I'm not, that's because I'm taking
0: space and I would encourage
1: everybody to do that, but I'm definitely reachable
0: online. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for, uh, opening up and being so authentic and honest and it's very much appreciated. So have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much, Vanessa. You're so welcome. Thank you. Amazing. Yay.